A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Seems like that. I, seems like I probably should have started five minutes ago, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll, we take all compliments, repeat, and also same. We've been internet friends for a minute now. I feel like yeah. I. So this is what's so fun about now having these podcasts and whatever mediums is we have excuses to like, you know, get together and pick each mm-hmm. other's minds and like be like, who I like, I know you, but who are you? Like, let's mm-hmm. talk. Let's let's talk a little bit. And it's so fun to just make i mean we've made so many friends through this podcast like we hung out in julia saw kira the astrology yesterday yes, for a minute. Like, it I was, love her. oh my god and it was just like oh i would have never met any like it's just cool like it's because i think too with spirituality so many people can be in their own box away from mm-hmm. people for so long and now it's like we're no one's a competition with each other we're all working exactly. in the same field let's all Let's get to know our our fellow mm-hmm. colleagues, <laughs> and you know. And I'm trying to i i am trying to become one of the astrology girls. You know, I'm one of the <laughs> the witch girls, 
but because astrology is very important but i just be getting confused about the transit stuff but i just got to learn that little bit i got this book um the chris brennan hellenistic astrology book mm-hmm. you know it's real thick sources is like you know half a page long but <laughs> um, i'm learning so i, I want to be one of the astrology girls so you know it's coming well, up welcome. Yes, welcome 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 to the fold yeah and i was like Con- consider this I don't want to say I don't know if we have the the authority to say you are, um, but consider. We do. consider yeah, you're an welcome. astrology girl. You're here. As far as we're concerned. Oh my god. <laughs> you've, already, <laughs> you've already figured out reels, which we are behind. So you are like well, ahead well, of us. Also, because I have I um am a social media marketing girl too. So I've done that's kind of one of my like Capricorn professional skills. Like you know I I'm, I'm I love the witchery and all the occult stuff. I also. Like social media for me is kind of like a game sort of, and you just, you got to figure out the algorithm. It's kind of like, you know, the matrix. I treat social media almost as like a spirit that I like intuitively, you know, interact with and get ideas, like creative ideas from. It's kind of like the idea of muses, you know, and like Greek yeah. philosophy yes. and stuff. Yeah, because I get downloads from my spirit guys and I'll be like, okay. And then I, the timing is usually perfect. So yeah, um, hit me up if you want to do I, something. I love that because I think I think that that is like real and I don't think that um, I've never heard anybody put it in those terms but that makes me I have a very contentious relationship with social media but I think that that is Mm -hmm. and hearing that you also have an 11th house stellium I think that that makes sense that you would approach it that way and have that relationship but I also like that as thinking of it as like a spirit to be worked with because I do think that like online energy is very different than mm-hmm. IRL energy. And it's something that I don't, I have a third house stellium. So I feel mm-hmm. like I have a very good handle on, on, uh, in real life day to day kind of magic, mm-hmm. uh, and spirit, like what that kind of energy is, but online mm-hmm. energy to me does not feels very foreign. And sometimes yeah. something that I don't have as much of a, handle on but I think approaching it from that is a fun because mm-hmm. it is less like and it there is something very kind of that like uh divine mischievous Aquarian energy <laughs> yeah I'm a Aquarius rising you know yeah. um, also Mercury and Aqua- uh, the 12th house Aquarius um but yeah the and the, the internet is also a vortex though so you know it is a spirit but spirits also require energy so like it's a whole vortex you know you can get sucked in the social media you look down and it's like two o'clock and you look up it's like 4 a.m you know <laughs> 2 p.m before you're like well shit where the where where am i yes. so you gotta watch it and then also i am someone who's like openly uh i talk openly about anxiety and depression and stuff and you really have to watch the internet too because there's so much propaganda and so many messages. I also, I have a master's degree in sociology, so I kind of look at it like kind of meta, but like it's also, there's a lot of like symbols and propaganda and a lot of triggers to get your attention, but those triggers are also kind of traumatic, especially if you're someone who's kind of historically marginalized, you know, so. I mean, I love it. Wow. I mean, this is going in the pod. I don't know where. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, we're a, our podcast is a Gemini rising, and I feel like we haven't really tapped into being flexible with our how we're starting yeah. and, and presenting yeah. ourselves, but here we are. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to What's Your Sign fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. We started off strong. You don't know who we are, but you're about to. Um, <laughs> And uh, I feel like you know us maybe more than maybe more than ever. Um, I'm Julia Loken. 
And I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today we are joined by such a special guest. We couldn't even wait to introduce ourselves to start talking. <laughs> it just was flowing. Even the off, even the off pod, we were like, wait, this is too, too fucking good. Um, <laughs> Keon, aka Keon, say yeah. they know them as Millennial Soul Food. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy to be here. I can. Okay, so let me just say, y'all have really helped me through some dark times uh, <laughs> I really appreciate <laughs> like y'all remind me of like because you know I, I've had like friends of all races and stuff my whole life um, but I had like a group of white girlfriends in high school you know we joke around they talk about you know menstruation and all that kind of shit <laughs> I wasn't out then you know but I was kind of like I was one of the girls so, <laughs> so definitely, I was like a live journal girl you know like writing poetry yes. and shit and y'all totally like remind me of my friends from high school, just like listening to y'all. I like be cracking were you, up. Were your <laughs> girlfriends? Yes. <laughs> yes. Period. You know, y'all are like y'all are comrades in the in the. In the you know. <laughs> we stay talking about period. So. Yeah. Also, we're pulling that period. quote. We're pulling that quote for the future website. By yeah. the way, it's just please, your please. those three kooky white girls from high school who just won't stop talking about their periods you know them you love them you do i feel well, like you know, women's issues and shit women, so. and, oh, yeah, aka so women's issues i know lisa and i have <laughs> talked about this that there was always like a girl in a friend group that's like too comfortable talking about like coop stuff yes. and i'm like yes. we're not we're not that but i do feel like talking about your period ad nauseum is like another brand of oversharer <laughs> in the group but it's like i feel like it has a little like higher it has a more spiritual uh like it, that's a more it's spiritual like echelon yes yeah. <laughs> exactly. and why should you censor your shit like fuck censorship you know period mm -hmm. uh, yeah. well and also they're like it's for so long they it has been a secret like you would secretly put your tampon up your sleeve and run away and like if anyone <laughs> saw it It'd be a thing. I forgot about the sleeve. Yeah, the sleeve. Yeah, real. True. To be honest, I did that at work until like a year ago. Wow. Oh, I was like around um like thirteen, and um my grandmother she would always like be like um Jennifer like my mom that's my mom's name come over here. And then I see them slip stuff. And so one day, you know, I had been talking about white girlfriends about menstruation and stuff. And I was like, girl, I know what a period is. And she was like, <gasps> she nearly like fell out. And she was like, Lord, these kids know too much these days. And so after that, she like, was more open about it. But yeah, I grew up with four women. Like I was raised by four women. And um, yeah, so I don't really, I'm, I don't really like censorship of like women and, you know, because y'all deserve to. Have our period. Like and our like. Yeah. It's so funny because I would never describe myself as someone who's like embarrassed of of period. I'm like again, I'm pretty open about it, but there's just something about like, well, I'm at work at like, mm -hmm. at, you know, just like a, a, a habitual kind of thing of like, I'm not gonna like wave my tampon like a baton. Like, <laughs> Depends what your job is, I guess. Whatever yeah, you yeah. your, if you know, if you're on OnlyFans, you know, and they into that, then you, you need to, you know, wave it around. So, you know, that's how you get your coins. So. Tampon batonery. Oh, that's, that's a new thing, I think. 
I do think there's a lot of uh, untapped, just like funny. Like I think I think boobs are really funny, and I do think that there's like tampon tricks that were just like not men. Men do all sorts of fucking stupid like pranks and shit with their balls. I feel like (laughs) I feel like another like step is is women just being able to like joke do joke things with their tits. I think that is, yeah, but I, yeah, I think that is, I'm down with it. You know, I'm, I am gay, so I do like men. Maybe these are the tools of the oppressor that I am not <laughs> able to like see, see wrong. No, like use those tools of the oppressor <laughs> in order to enact change and like make, you know, that's what we have to do as, as women. That's our, I know. that's our duty. Well, I even, um, this is maybe like thinking of like, you know, women or femme people being gross, right? Like choosing to be gross, like leaning into gross, like Borat too. Maria Bakalova oh as a supporting actor as she being a gross incredible. prank femme was like that was truly groundbreaking. So I hope funny. she gets nominated for an Oscar. She just pushed it and it wasn't like the joke wasn't a girl was being gross so that's funny. It's like no she's just a gross funny girl and mm-hmm. I just like real shout out to Borat too. I thought it was very sweet and sensitive and Maria Bakalova it was just killed great. It. She like, killed it. I like I don't know how I feel about the first one because I watched. I was in college and the I, first one's definitely two thousand eight. Well, yeah, like a of like I a watched it vibe. And sitting world. on a movie theater floor because there weren't enough seats in a row, and oh for my God. some reason I wanted to sit next to like instead of like getting a seat over there, I just was like, oh, I know, I want to sit next. to I watched it on the floor. <laughs> Like it was not that's very college. Did, yeah, it was so college. I did not get to see most of it. You know what I mean? I was on the ground, and you know everyone repeating. Right. But yeah. this one, I was like, this is my shit. Like it's so this, funny. This I was like, like a, a narrative arc too. Like it really did something as yeah. a like. I feel like Borat, the first one. Keon, have you seen this? The new Borat. No, I was like before we, before we get into too much too in depth of the discussion. Oh, like, it is, um, yeah, uh. you're like I believe these bitches. Yeah, or it too, gross women. Yes, yeah, like sounds disgusting. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I, no, but it has like an actual like movie. Like there's like a story where I feel mm-hmm. like the first Borat was just like, isn't this outrageous? Look at this guy doing. Yeah. All of these kind one. of this like um, milieu of prank scenarios or whatever, but this is like they have a each thing leads to a thing. It's like a real, it's movie. like a movie, and, and there's oh, like an emotional oh. arc even to yeah. like their character when development. It, um, it just it's out. On, it's on um, unfortunately Amazon the Prime. Boutique. The boutique. Oh, yeah. I know the boutique. It's at the art house. Oh. The art house theater. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, it's on Amazon Prime. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I mean, that's uh, that's fair. That's I'm fair. kidding. No, I'm gonna look. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. I'm gonna look look at this. Oh, this. Yeah, I did not know about this. Just been, you know, the Matrix. Just been <laughs> fucking me up. <laughs> well, you know, there's been a lot of news lately, so it makes sense that maybe Bora yeah. Two flew under the radar. But it's very <laughs> sweet and um. The father-daughter relationship, too, if anyone likes movies that are, like, have that sweet element. It's very cute. And it just, it mm-hmm. modernized, like, 
what can be a very because Sasha Baron Cohen can lean into problematic, right? Like that's his mm-hmm. that's his shtick of of pranking, but it's also to see other people really being problematic in their real life. So I think he did it in a really updated 2020 way that didn't feel like he was dialing it down nor ramping it up. It was just like it it just hit the like cultural tone of this year in like a really smart way. I was just impressed. I but- I also felt like it was like modern in a way that I haven't been able to see a lot since COVID where it's like, it still feels like it takes into account what's going on, but it's not like, well, cause everyone stay six feet apart. Like it's not so like, uh, it was filmed, I guess, like right before, but it still some feels. Of it, some right of it was during COVID. Right before. Yeah. Injury. It's like, it's, it's very modern. It's not like, um, but it's not like shoving it down your throat, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So not sponsored by Borat too, but just fans of the movie. Uh, but I had a question because you mentioned you're in New Orleans, correct? Yes. Where are you from New Orleans originally? Or like, I just, I love your Southern accent. I am sorry. I'm sorry oh, I'm saying you. it. I just, it just makes me happy. So I'm just curious, wow. are you, are you Southern, Southern some person southern. yes i am very, very southern <laughs> um so i um, i'm from tupelo mississippi which is like an hour from memphis but um my mom's side of the family is from uh, mississippi delta and then my dad's side of the family is from southern mississippi and louisiana so like um there was like a lot of migration between mississippi and like new orleans so um yeah so my family is from here part of my family and then other part is from um like north mississippi and delta region you and That's I know so you mentioned cool. like the hurricane's fucking with you right now, <laughs> or was fucking. Oh, and maybe you're yeah, coming you out know, of the, minor the fuckery. Stuff. Yeah, it's um, it's very interesting because I think with hurricanes, uh, um, I have noticed um, kind of disaster economy, um, I guess the vibes or something like that. Because it's like anytime a hurricane comes everyone goes out and buys up a bunch of groceries. Like I just go to, like, I'll be like, I'm going to Whole Foods, y'all, fuck it. And then I just go ahead and buy up, you know, hella groceries. But then there's a lot of people here who can't afford that and who don't have cars and stuff like that. And I like, I think it just kind of makes you really think about things in like a, um, an interesting way. And especially the fact that natural disasters are only going to become more prevalent. Um, And it's just, it's just interesting to see the way the media spends stuff because Sometimes there'll be a hurricane that's not even really going to be heading this way. And people will be like, oh, my God, are you going to evacuate? Oh, are you okay? I saw the hurricane's going to come. It's coming towards you. So um, that has been kind of an interesting experience and kind of traumatic in its own its own way. Of course. But, yeah. But then hurricanes, as far as like witch stuff and spell work, the water is very powerful. It's very spiritually charged. So um <clears throat> There's like interesting things that come with it. I think I mentioned to y'all before, there's like a lot of water, spiritual energy here. Um, there's a lot of like moon energy here, like oh. kind of like that. Um, and like Yemaya, I practice Ifa. Um, so like there's a lot of like Yemaya energy here through the Mississippi River. Um, Cause also the river, it kind of brings down all of the trash from like Chicago and the Midwest. And hey! They- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, you did say you've been to New Orleans a lot. It's the big, it's the, I will say it's the Vegas for the Midwest. I've been in New Orleans a bunch of times because you can drive, you can drive there if you want to, you know, yeah. it's a long haul, but you can make it work. But I'm mm-hmm. um, agreed Midwest to trash. Gosh, 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but I mean, we, we're good now after the hurricane. I, that's, things are back to normal, and hopefully this season is kind of over. Um, you just never know 2020 what's going to happen, so... Well, yeah. hearing you talk about the, the weather responses because it made me think of the same way. Like we just I don't I don't know if there's a way to like avoid this or if this is just human nature and we'll always have these sort of things or if having some sort of like um, public sector, public system um, support systems would make this mm-hmm. better. But I feel like the same kind of responses that you were saying about hurricanes is like how people kind of feel about astrology in the same sense where it's like if you hear about a trend mm-hmm. that's coming up everybody's like oh my god what is this thing happening mm-hmm. but they're like it's not if you don't know what how to like use astrology you think every transit is a potential hurricane that's going to destroy mm-hmm. your house instead oh. of being like oh no this isn't even close to my this isn't even in the, the neighborhood of my chart or whatever but also people who want to be like oh nothing is I don't want to take anything seriously because then I, then I would have to take everything seriously. And just these same ways that we just have these patterns as humans of, of catastrophizing of like hoarding resources or completely disassociating and not taking these things seriously instead of finding like real practical kind of useful middle grounds of like, Mm -hmm. don't need to like, you have a hur- hurricanes come. We know that there are seasons or whatever for hurricanes where it's like mm-hmm. there's that we should be doing to prepare and not be like, oh, this isn't happening. But then also, if something's bigger, I don't know. It just, yeah. Uh, and I was going to say in spell work, um, I will, yeah, I think I, whenever you say that, I think about Mercury retrograde, but also in spell work, um, there are ways to. Uh, kind of neutralize the effects of like planetary transits. So that is also some way, that's how I use astrology. Um, And then also I use it, of course, like to do different types of candle magic. I know y'all wanted to talk about that. Um, I mean, we'll talk about my my question list is growing, by the way, like it's an issue. Like (laughs) I'm like everything you say, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like we ask me all the questions, please. (laughs) Well, I'm obsessed that you're the first person I've seen or I guess like that we've interviewed who like, okay, I'm a bartender and an alcoholic, full disclosure. Um, But you like use booze in your spells that's so cool like yeah I never never thought about I'm Middle Eastern and like you know Auduk or like our like you know digestive spirits Mm. like I never thought about like using that in spells until I saw your account like until I saw the spells that you do and I'm like this is so cool like well yeah I mean I think that is um well that is a part of um like I guess like African diasporic practices and then there's also like pagan practices like you know in Ireland across Europe um I know in Ireland because they're very like mystical there that like spirits like alcohol that's there's a reason they call it spirits Spirits, yeah (laughs) yeah and also I mean if you come here to New Orleans like people love going to Bourbon Street I don't like Bourbon Street because it's it's too trashy and it just be too much going on out there it's dangerous but the spirit of Dionysus is very like heavy here in New Orleans Mm-hmm. and people just love going there to drink and also there's a lot of spirits that take energy from that so if you are doing spell work and stuff like that like you don't really sometimes you don't really know which I, for me I don't know which spirits I'm working with I just kind of call on my benevolent 
guides and ancestors and ascendant masters and alcohol is kind of like an offering that you give to the spirits um for them to like you know be present and then also um i i drink alcohol like i drink wine if i'm doing readings because uh it helps me it helps me kind of get in tap in like in touch with people's guides and stuff sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, there's too much energy coming through. But, uh, <laughs> and I do have to watch it because, you know, I am a lush girl, you know. You're like, I have to drink, it's for work. That's how I am too. I need to calm my nerves down. But yeah, alcohol is very important in um, spell work and especially um, down here, like in Hoodoo and um, in Ifa, we use it a whole lot. Um, so yeah, it's pretty important. Before so we cool. dig in even further, like, can you give a, like, I don't know, like a elevator pitch of like your spiritual practice? What is, what is that? Like you, you're saying some more, like I've heard hoodoo. I don't know the second word you said, and I'm sorry, mm -hmm. like he, he doll. Am I? Oh, no. Okay. So it, Ifa, um, Ifa, excuse I, me. Um, I, I drank uh, a lot of white claws yesterday. Also, just want to give a full <laughs> disclosure. I think everyone. So I was channeling some. Day. I was channeling some rotten spirits yesterday. Oh my god! No. <laughs> but yeah, I would love like a if you for any of our listeners and me, like people that might need like a what is that when you say that? Because I think yeah. everyone sees those things and we have an idea. But yeah, what's your definition of of this practice? Yeah. So Ifa um, originated in um, West Africa. Um, the kind of our practice is from, it's like has roots to Nigeria. And um, it's basically a spiritual practice um, that involves um, Orisha veneration and ancestor veneration um, and also um, divination. And so hoodoo is actually an offshoot of um, Ifa and a lot of different types of um, like West African spiritual traditions. So if you think hoodoo is kind of like if you think of it, like a lot of different tribes um, were forced to come over here during the transatlantic slave trade. And so hoodoo is like the amalgamation of all those cultures, um, cultures, practices. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of um, commonalities and elements of Ifa um, in hoodoo. So um, that's kind of the reason I study it also, because it's like it helps connect me more to my like history and ancestral lineage. And mm -hmm. I kind of understand more about why certain parts of um, my life are the way they are, because like hoodoo is kind of it's different. It's kind of difficult to separate from everyday life in the South. Because I mean, I grew up, my grandmother openly talked about premonitions and had uh, openly talked about dreams. You know, she's like, yeah. Lord, I had a dream about a blue fish. You about to have a boy. So it's like that <laughs> kind of like. Um, it's hard to separate, but mm -hmm. practicing and stuff like that um, has helped me kind of like understand more about that. And then a lot of it also is about building good character and kind of understanding how I can be in personal alignment with, um, I guess, my highest will so that I can fulfill my destiny in this life and hopefully become an ancestor so I don't have to come back to this bullshit. You know? so, <laughs> I'm here for the ride, but y'all know it's hard as shit. So oh. I'm not one of those spiritual people who's like, oh my God, everything's great. I'm like, no, this is a fucking matrix. Get it real. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so, coronavirus. But um, yeah. <laughs> so that's, so I also, um, I identify as like a hoodoo mystic witch and like a high magician because I'm very in, much into like occult philosophy um, and like, I also study Hermetic Kabbalah 
Um, but principally, I guess, as far as my internet persona, what I do for the public is like hoodoo and then tarot readings. Cause I'm, I'm, I love tarot. I've been doing that for about 13 years. Um, and tarot is very like, if you study it very deeply, there's a lot of commonalities between it and like ancient, um, like Jewish, um, mystic, mystic tradition. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I do like both of them. It's kind of like studying Ifa helps me kind of understand like the way that to interact with nature and astrology is also important and that, and, um, that spiritual practice. And then also, um, the other stuff is kind of like more like understanding systems of thought and like philosophy that kind of, um, create the foundation for how we do life, you know? Um, okay. Now that we've justified my alcoholism, can we talk (laughs) about a, (laughs) um, New Orleans and the food and how that's spiritual? (laughs) I can talk about that forever. Okay. So I also identify as hashtag kitchen witch best yes yes so um i mean whenever you are cooking food you know you are putting intentions into it like kind of um and hey like like you don't can you do sometimes you're not really aware of it um so that's kind of like how i am like sometimes i will make gumbo i'm a really good cook like i will say that i know how to i throw down in the kitchen i make really good gumbo and like all that kind of stuff um, but as far as like spirituality and food, um, I enjoy, I say like incanta- incantations over my food, like different herbs, um, for instance, like bay leaves, they have, uh, um, they like seasoned food, but they also are very good for burning if you want to bring in more pro- prosperity in your life. Mm-hmm. So adding bay leaves kind of like you can make that, you can make a meal into kind of a spell for whatever you want. Um, so as far as New Orleans cuisine, um, Definitely is popping. That's why I lived in Chicago for like six years before this, but I moved back down here just because I missed it so much. Um, the food scene is really it's it's really interesting because they do a lot of innovative stuff, but there are a lot of like traditional elements of food, of New Orleans cuisine, specifically like the Holy Trinity, which is like bell peppers, um, mm-hmm. onions, and celery, and then um, there's different elements like Cajun elements. Um, that use kind of more like cayenne pepper um, and then like Creole elements where we use more like tomatoes and stuff like that. Um, this is like specifically with gumbo. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you want me to say about it? <laughs> no, just, no you, did it. you did it. You did it. You did, I, did exactly yeah. what I I also am obsessed with like the Cajun Creole cuisine and like we have yeah. so little of it here in LA, but there are a few like good places, but I, my, um, chart, the astrocartography, like my Venus line goes straight through New Orleans and I, I've only been once, but I stayed for, you know, five days. So it felt like a nice long trip. And of course, like the food, I'm like, I could eat that. My Venus line's like right there. Of course I could eat that every day. I could just, I could just sit and eat in New Orleans for my whole life if I could. Yeah, and when I first moved here, the first month I um I struggled a lot with po boys because they are my favorite. They're so and good. I, They're I, was so like, good. I was like, damn, well it's shit. I guess time to go get a po boy. 
So after a month, I was like, girl, we got to slow down. It was because I moved back down here and was living with one of my um, roommates from college. Actually, the a girl who gave me my first tarot deck like 13 oh. years ago. And so, yeah, we would be chilling, just talking about shit. And, you know, um, you know, we get the munchies or whatever. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and then we'd, uh, yeah, the po' boys were a big thing. But also, I'm very into making healthy, um, like, new, like, Creole and Cajun cuisine stuff. So I make vegan gumbo and all that kind of stuff. But mm, at the start God. of the day, I was like Betty Crocker in the kitchen. I was like, I was making gumbo i was making red beans and rice you know i was i was picking up fancy andouille sausage from whole foods you know i was <laughs> i was doing it up um so yeah i i really i really love living down here because i think yeah the food really adds to the richness of the experience and new orleans is kind of like the country like it's not really like it's not a huge city i think that people think it is it's very southern and slow but i think there's this different there's so much you can experience here and it just, it's just a vibe, you know? So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, I just really, really enjoy it. Yeah. And the food, I love cooking and also it inspires my kitchen witchery because the same herbs that I cook with, those go into my candles and stuff like that. Like, you know, if it's Jupiter day, um, and I'm doing a prosperity working, I'll put some bay leaves into my candle, you know, and then add some other herb like you know rosemary or thyme or something like that mm-hmm. oh i'm just thinking now of the time i was in new orleans and i got a bag of crawdads with butter and just like you know corn oh, on the corn God. of the cob and i just sat at i think i was by tulane and i was just sitting in the in the park and was just like yeah this rules like i could do this. yeah my, my moon line goes straight through chicago and new, like that whole just straight down wow. so i'm like of every time, like with astrocartography, like you spend go spend time in New Orleans. I'm like, I would die because I would overdrink. That's the thing for me. Like, I think I would actually like, <laughs> right. get alcohol poisoning to the point of um, not returning. Oh, and oysters. Okay, this oh, the looks, oysters. I feel That's like it for me. Oh my god, charred, charred, and oysters. That's it for me. That's all I need. Ooh. I could eat it forever. Oh my god. And also, like I, oh, it's oyster season right now too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I also think that as a bartender now in COVID, seeing like how easy it is to do takeout, to go drinks and all of that, which New Orleans has been doing forever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how much easier it is than having that drunk person stay at your place. Oh. It's so much easier to be like, here, take this margarita and go. Mm. Like, just get out of here. And you know, you and get dry food stuff here. So you can get dry for... food factories. Oh, I yeah. know. And that's like the thing that's so fun to me about New Orleans because I obviously overindulge, of course. But like, I'm going to go get a frozen like thing in a fucking huge styrofoam cup. I'm going to get like a huge daiquiri frozen and walk around and have a good night instead of sitting at a bar and like chugging mezcal you know (laughs) we don't have a lot of the kind of like I I don't know exactly how to phrase this but I'm going to say like enjoyment things are not really built into a lot of the like food um food and drink culture in Los Angeles obviously the food itself like is meant to be enjoyed but I do think we are more of a like see and be seen kind of place so it isn't really built around like we don't have messy bags of food kinds of things that you eat because you don't want to look bad 
True. Yeah. Like that. Mm -hmm. We're like, Mm -hmm. it's very much about like, oh, are you going to write? kind of bar or whatever instead of like oh yeah this is in a styrofoam Mm -hmm. cup it's fantastic drink this it's very like we need to be able to do a thing about it and I'm sure that's that's happening in in other places too just because the prevalence of social media but it was just making me think of like I uh I a fellow Capricorn moon uh in the fourth and I feel like I'm I am very restrictive with kind of pleasure things around food, but thinking, mm-hmm. hearing, talking about the kind of like incantations and even like, you know, saying a prayer before you eat or whatever. I'm thinking about like overeating tendencies and I'm like, how would I, how could I possibly eat the same way if I like just said a prayer or said a spell or something like before, like, I, I just don't think you can do both of those things and not that the one, one is bad or, or good, but I just think that we, the further we get away from just having a connection to the ingredients that we're using, having a connection mm-hmm. to this, the process itself of making this, of how we're serving, of how we're, how we're imbibing, the more distance we get from that, the less that we are able to actually feel the, the work of the spirit in that which we are consuming. Mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. And yeah, if New Orleans is kind of way different from that because like the experience really isn't about like who is in the restaurant, it's about like the food, mm-hmm. you know, because you just come down here and like, you know, before quarantine, I did used to like to dress up for the girls, but you know, <laughs> that was one thing I had to get used to moving down here from Chicago. Cause you know, in Chicago it's like, you know, you go out, you need to be popping and shit. It's about like, you know, what's new and stuff like that. But down here, people are like, anyway, um, nobody cares. <laughs> I will say that is refreshing from like Instagram, you know, cause Instagram can like be kind of really intense. So um, I like that aspect of it. And then, um, yeah, I think a part of New Orleans that people don't get to experience, especially visitors, is like the parks. Because um, City Park is just as big as like Central Park in New York um, here. And there's like an 800-year-old tree. Um, it's very like it's a unique kind of swamp environment. Like the bayou goes through there. So um, I do usually encourage people to go outside the quarter because um, the energy is a lot more grounding. Um, and then I guess as someone who... Ha- I've has like lived here for a bit. Um, and I used to come here in college and, you know, <laughs> go ham. But, <laughs> but I think after a little bit, you know, you just kind of get used to the, it's like a Southern lifestyle. You know, you have a drink or two. I do know some alcoholics, but you know, it is what it is. It's a hard world out there. So um, yeah, you know, I have my, my good food and stuff and then like a drink or two, you know, whenever. Uh, um, but I like that kind of like, um, I guess, moderation or whatever. But then I like that there's ways you can indulge yeah. here. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I also think that it's of like the places I went in New Orleans, the parks and things that I've seen, I feel like it's so influential to, well, I'm from Texas, so oh, obviously yeah. like Southern stuff, but like it's also influential when I see stuff in LA, like I was at the Arboretum and... I'm like, this reminds me of New Orleans. There are things that are, I think it's such an influential place and just cool, like, I don't know, all all around, not just the alcohol and the food, everything. Yeah, I will say that people, just for anyone visiting, if you do (laughs) consider donating to an organization that will help people who have been evicted 
Um, I can't really think of any. I'm, I'm going to look some up. But um, yeah, just consider donating. Oh yeah, we can put links look and everything. Yeah, say we'll share it in the notes. Yeah, just consider donating because a lot of the money that comes from tourism and stuff is not used in the right way. Like for instance, mm-hmm. there was this street, Napoleon. Um, they had received money to pave it. Uh, this is a very important role or road in Uptown, but they received funds to like pave it. But then five years later, they were like, "Oh, we got these funds. What?" <laughs> and that's a that's people know that you know. So yeah. the money doesn't always go to the city. You know, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't go to people who have been very influential in the city's making and stuff like that. Um, for instance, my family had to leave after Katrina because they live in Mississippi now and then northern Louisiana. But a lot of people have been displaced, um, you know, because of storms and then the money isn't really going to um, to the culture, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we'll put all the links and, and everything. And if you think of stuff, af- you know, after we record, yes. by all yeah. means said. And I'm just thinking of something with L.A. food, though, because this is just came to mind. Like, it's interesting because and I'm wondering if there's like something astrological or maybe it's just cultural of like. Yes, there's the to be seen in Instagram life, which I think New York has totally too. Of course, and yeah. everywhere. And, like I don't, then, I don't mean that as yeah. a significant LA kind but of. But I'm thing, just thinking but... for me, like in LA, it is like yes, it's either going to be like something cute and fancy, or like in a strip mall that you never knew was there, like in something that was totally <laughs> yeah. like we're going here. This seems like a random suburb, like is, but it's there's like great fun, there's great something. So I think. Yeah. I think every city can, um, you can find secrets, right? And you can find things if you spend enough time. But I'm just curious because you mentioned about the water element of obviously with hurricanes, but is there something, now you're having me thinking of like California with fires and like even Tornado Mm -hmm. Valley with air. And I'm now thinking of like different regions as the elements too. Is there there something like, and maybe the answer was just, it's in a watery bayou-y place. But when you said like, New Orleans has a lot of water. Is that just literally like mm-hmm. there's literally a lot of wa- water here? Or is it like a astro water spirit thing? Well, there's a lot of interesting commonalities. So first off, um, New Orleans is called the Crescent City, you know, the moon. Mm-hmm. And it's actually if you um, if you look at it, it's kind of it's an interesting kind of Fibonacci sequence, like a spiral. So it kind of like, um, I don't know, it like has a crescent kind of um, shape to it, which, you know, is the moon. The moon is associated with water, mm-hmm. you know, psychic, intuitive energy. Um, yeah, and then also New Orleans is below elevation. It was it, well, it used to be um, a swamp. And right. the Native Americans, whenever the Spanish came, they were like, why are y'all coming here? Like, um, <laughs> this is a swamp and the storms come through here. So like, similar to Mexico City, actually, they drained all of the water out um, and to create New Orleans as a port city. And so it's underground, you know, it's under elevation. It's, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. 200 feet below elevation. So there's a lot of humidity that comes in there. And I think also New Orleans is distinct, very distinct in people's minds when they come here, like in May or June or July because of the humidity. And so that does add to, I think, the transmission of energy, you know, because water is very like electric and it is very charged. Um, So, yeah, I think that combination. And then I think also the fact that there there is so much history and so much energy that has been put into this, like, I guess you could say even like myth or like in sociology, we call it like of a social imagination. There's so much that has been put into this, like this kind of image of New Orleans, Mm -hmm. you know. 
Um, and so I think that contributes to like the watery spiritual nature also. But yeah, the, I think the fact that the, the city is built um, around the river is a huge um, way that the water is really important. And there's so much water, like, you know, spiritual energy. Because it's literally like the river is the economic base for why New Orleans is here. So I love that the phrase, the phrase social imagination, but I think that you're right that it is a, it's gotta be a combination of all of the above because they just keep kind of feeding each other. Mm-hmm. I just love that, you know, we can accept things in new Orleans that are a bit, I guess we would say taboo in other places. Like I mm-hmm. love that it's okay to dig in. And I think that is a very, watery quality of like all right like let's test the waters let's like see where this goes and I just I think that is a like a great parallel yeah let's talk fire let's talk candles yeah like now that we're now that we're getting elemental (laughs) let's do it definitely um so I mean I can go through a little list or whatever and tell y'all about how I do candle magic and yeah. I guess like yes. correspondence to the planets. Oh, okay. Ooh. So well, so Monday is associated with the moon, mm-hmm. um, as you might know, and the moon has to do with like you know intuition, um, clairvoyance, and so um, sometimes people do like more intuitive spells or candle magic. Um, I will say if you don't have a colored candle just use some different herbs um, to represent or to fill in for what the color would, the purpose would be. Uh, so I would just suggest using a white, white candle standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and before, so hang on, before we go into the, the days and stuff, yeah. would, what would you say? And I'm sure there will be different ones for, for specific purposes in each day and all of that's that there are ways that we can kind of leverage this more, but in general, what would you, how would you describe candle magic? Oh, okay. Very yeah. basic. Very basic. I've never heard of it before. I'm not. Yeah. Not, not me, literally. I mean, <laughs> someone listening is like candle mm-hmm. magic. What is that? What would you say? So, I actually wanted to talk to y'all about this because I uh, on I, on Instagram I sometimes do this like what's the spiritual tea. Um, yeah. I have, on my Patreon yeah. like a candle magic 101 kind of thing. Oh, we're um, we're throwing all of the all the links. All if, you're not, if you're not all following, oh, it in there. If you're not support pay. Pay Keon for all this information. Pay, like, this is, you're getting a teaser right here as a What's Your Sign listener. So, Millennial Soul Food, go get it. But yes, like, break it down. (laughs) So, yeah, with um, Candle Magic, like, Kris Jenner actually was very big in the 90s. She was working with this woman who was an occultist. It was like a QVC. You can actually look it up on YouTube. Kris Jenner Candle Candles. And she was like, they were specific colors. You know, she would tell you when to do it. And they were like, you know, they were dressed candles. So this is like, you know, candle magic and stuff like that has been around, but it's like cloaked, you know, they use different kinds of language. But um, magic at its base, the definition is like using the will um, to create change or like conformity of like a certain set of conditions in your life or reality. And so candles are like a metaphysical tool to attune energies to like create this kind of manifestation. And so um, the reason people use different colors is because colors um, 
different spirits have different colors and so different energies have different types of like ele- electromagnetic colors and frequencies mm-hmm. and so with candles it's like you're attuning your thoughts and frequencies to um whatever kind of thing you're trying to like accomplish and then also if you since if, if you're working with the planets then you're able to like you know magnify the effects of jupiter i keep saying jupiter because i love jupiter sure. That's my planet. i love um, jupiter. Yeah, but Jupiter, um, or, you know, if you're doing, let's say, um, I tell people to watch out with doing sex stuff on, like, Tuesdays, like, sex love work, because Mars is passionate, you know what I mean? So, if you're trying to do, if you're using a red candle on Mars Day, oh, you might get someone who is a little bit, will turn you out, you know what I mean? <laughs> I have that personal experience from using some stuff that's too hot, you know? Yeah. So, you really want to just think about that, Um but yeah, the, it's that's basically what candle magic is. Is it's a tool for creating change or you know conformity of certain conditions. I have a question because like I love candles in general, and mm-hmm. like trying to think of you know what color you know like green like we're going to money a lot of the time, right? And thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I typically turn to candles when it's a financial situation. Uh, Amateurs, um, <laughs> but I'm curious. It's like I guess is our candles for. You, you mentioned like magnifying, but is there a release too? Or like, can you use candles for growth versus, you know, releasing things? I don't know if I'm making sense here. Yeah. But like, uh, are, can they, are, are they definitely. dual purpose in that like wanting more or like wanting to get rid of something? Mm-hmm. So you, so there's like, you can do banishings with black candles. Mm. So for instance, um, I do a lot of like cleansing energy work. And so with a black candle, this is a common thing. And like, um, who do I mean, but anyone can do it because it's just a candle and salt. But you take a black candle and Saturdays are actually good days to do this because of Saturn. But you take a black candle and you go along your whole body and imagine like all of the kind of like mucky lower vibration energy is going into the candle and you do this over your whole body kind of like you know with another candle burning i use it like a white candle burning mm. and then after that you put some salt down and burn that candle down and throw that out like at a crossroads or like throw it outside of your apartment um oh. or you know house or whatever so um yeah that's the way you can do banishings you can also do banishings of um, certain negative energies you can do uncrossing like reversals with black candles so that's like if you feel like you know you know it's a lot of haters on the instagram and you know you gotta tell you know haters come through you gotta be like, like i'm protected you know i reverse this back on to you mm-hmm. so, so um, here's a representation <laughs> of how i i like my sickness and i didn't throw it out I just literally just burned a black candle and left it on my coffee table. I know. I just I burned burned through two black candles for Halloween. I mean, I got them because they were Halloween candles, not to not to do spell work. But I was like, oh, I gotta get rid of that. Gotta get rid of that wax. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Is there a good like daily candle one could light? Like, if you is there like. are we using candles for like specific purpose till they burn out typically, or is there one that we refill and it's our like daily candle that is, I'm just wondering if I sh- can or should have a, d- I mean, I have like regular candles, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, there's a lot of different, you know, you can have different types of altar spaces in your house. And so you can have a self-love personal altar where you go and light a candle, you know, just mm-hmm. if you're feeling like, you know, feeling saucy and you want to just like, you know, hang out and be like, I want to just, hang with myself and encourage, you know, 
prosperity and all that kind of stuff. But if it's a specific working, like let's say you're doing a working to reach a, a social media goal of a certain number of followers or something like that. Because in my consultations, I also do kind of spell work with people. Ah, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the spirit. But um, so you can do that. Um, that you can use candles like in that way on a personal altar or but I would say if it's for a specific purpose, you want to burn it all the way down. And so you don't always have okay. to get like a seven day candle. You can just get one of those shorter candles. I do that and you can carve sigils into them. I mean, cause there are sigils for the different planets also that you can use in spell work. Um, like Jupiter has a sigil, all that kind of stuff. So Okay. You can use that and then I would say burn it all the way down. But yeah, if you have an everyday like, you know, candle where it's like, oh, I want to just go to my prosperity altar and light light my green candle, you know, that's whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Do okay. the sigils, are they the same as the way the planets are represented, like in natal charts? I think like, so. Like yeah, the yeah, Venus, that, like so the common, like Venus and Mars are the ones that you yeah. see for unfortunately like mm -hmm. binary yep. male and yes. female but like mm -hmm. yeah those those yeah are those were what, that's see. definitely it yeah all right so continue i'm sorry again i cut <laughs> Inter you off interlude so, <laughs> monday we're lighting our 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 moon our moon stuff you can do like purple candles um and if you're you that's the day to do like intuitive work so you know you could take like a a lavender spiritual bath or something like that mm -hmm. um tuesdays are um you know mars day yeah uh, and um martes you could you martes. could channel an too big of a dick on this day is what hey, you're gonna, <laughs> hey. it's mars day and you're gonna get cut or the walk, <laughs> the walk might turn you out yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> so um i have used red candles actually on tuesdays to do um this was kind of uh working to bring down like the fierce spirits mm -hmm. that I, yeah. I would and utilize i was also working with high john the conqueror um so yeah red is for passion you know if you are looking to get turned out use a red candle with some love stuff you know what i mean um and then i guess tuesday i don't know i'm kind of weird with money stuff on tuesday because because mars you know has a tendency to spend all the money up and my my mars is in aries so uh, and it's in the third house or whatever mm -hmm. so I, I i can spend through some money so i i try to not do spell work on tuesdays that's related to money so um you're, when, sorry to interrupt but so since you have like a pretty charged up mars right like aries mars you're like that those days you might feel extra charge so maybe if someone has like a sleepier mars like a pisces mars or or water mm -hmm. mars maybe if you do want to like go hyphy you would you know lean into the red but if you already have like a very exactly. active mars you might just be throwing fire on fire is what you're exactly saying. Okay. so, so go, follow your follow your natal chart guidance too on these candle but you're, days you're having a mars return right now and you're i'm like okay i'm going <laughs> yes. my own my own <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, very um, mars uh, so wednesdays are um those are hermes you know that's mm -hmm. um hermes is mercury so those days are great for doing like communication work problem solving um blue candles are good for that i'll be honest i don't really use blue candles a whole lot oh. i kind of just use green black or white 
Um, but I just like to kind of put this information out there for anyone who might be interested. I think blue candles can be good for if you're trying to like facilitate clear communication through two parties, you know what I mean? So mm. you could do something like that, like, you know, use this candle to create the intention that there might be um, productive com communication between me and this other party or something like mm -hmm. that. Do you just and connect third, more and... to the green, black and white? Can like, was this just after like trial and error based? Like, are you, do you just vibe with certain color candles I more? I, I honestly would associate it with my like chart. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm a, like, I have, yeah, so um, I also have a lot of Saturn placements, like six, mm -hmm. and then um, that, you know, Saturn is um, Saturday, which is black candles, and then, um, you know, I love securing the back, <laughs> yeah. but I'm also, <laughs> I, it's, I like also, um, I, it's kind of like, I don't know, I think, um, I really enjoy thinking about ways to use resources to, you know, create other resources for people, you know, so I, mm -hmm. I enjoy kind of like the systematic part of it. So that's why I love the green candles too. Um, Cause with spell work, you know, you, they, you know, the Bible says faith without works is dead. So, Shit. you know, I got to get in my church bag. So, you know, <laughs> you can't that. be out here just burning candles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you I can't love be out here just burning shit you know right. so get off your ass too but you need to oh. burn the burn the candle and then go to the job interview you know don't expect the job interview to just come to you and you do you do all right you know right. or don't expect the job to come to you if you're not looking at job boards or networking and stuff like that so mm -hmm. you know you I, I magic think it's great for spirituality that. too because candles specifically are if you're using them the right way it should it's nice it lights it like dilates your eyes it should mm -hmm. it, you're attracted to it it should be a constant reminder of what you're working for not just mm -hmm. oh here i'm gonna light a green candle walk away like exactly it's there in your house so you can say oh yeah i am really focused on doing this and where it's going not just um for me well, but like for other people like you said i think again i'm thinking of of like cooking and we forget that we're doing kind of like spell work or intention work all the time but we just don't call it that when you're making gumbo you're not also making you don't accidentally make chocolate chip cookies you're mm -hmm. you're making what you're making because you're using the specific ingredients and that doesn't mean that you don't like any of these other foods or that there isn't value or whatever but it's like you just set out to make what it is that you're trying to make. And there are specific things that you use when you're trying to make a specific thing. And mm -hmm. it's like when you're lighting a candle, it's not the, you didn't, I guess in the, in the sense of not doing the work, it's to, it is that thing of like, yeah, you're, you are creating the ingredients so you can enjoy and go out and do the thing. Not, exactly. it's not like, it's not like they happen or whatever. It's to create the environment for us to be doing the thing. You eat the food after you make it or you, yeah. or you mm -hmm. sell it or you do something, but you like at the end, there is a product that needs to be used. And so I think it's like remembering these, these kind of, I'm doing so many hand gesturing. <laughs> I love it. But it's that like uh third house stellium again, um, like, <laughs> that reciprocal thing where it's like, yeah, you don't just do, you don't just light a candle and then walk away because mm -hmm. that's not part. You have to like be watching the stuff on the stove that you're cooking all of that. Mm -hmm. Like 
Well, it's the same with astrology. It's not your natal chart's not a prescription of how you're going to be. You have to live life and work with it. And it's like, yeah, you might have a 10th house stellium and it's like, oh, shit, now I have to be a boss. It's like, well, you're going to have to take steps into like channeling that 10th house stellium. You're going to have to take steps into lighting this candle. It's, I think I think that's where we have haters, right, that are like, oh, what? So I just like this and I'll get money. And it's like, yeah, right. yeah, fuck wad. That's exactly how it works. Wouldn't we all be doing that if that was the case? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, what I would say. Like, exactly. if astrology was an exact map and prescription of how your life's going to go, wouldn't everyone have been caught onto it by now? Like, it's going to mm -hmm. have to be you opening yourself up and being a little vulnerable, too, and being like, I need some help. I need some guidance. Mm -hmm. I need – I could go a million different ways and i have a hundred distractions so like where can i chant where can i folk pinpoint and focus some energy right now so i'm not totally fucked mm -hmm. i'm still dying i'm just yeah fuck wad that's gonna be my new <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck wad. that's exactly how it works yep but like what do you i'm just like i i think this is like the new era of like spiritual spiritual people it's like I don't know. Maybe it's like this whole hateful era we're hopefully coming out of, of like, oh, so you just do this. Oh, the news is fake. Oh, this. And it's like, fuck. You know what? Ma magic people can say fuck you right back. And exactly. you don't. And also, like, the same thing, I think the questions of astrology, like, how do you get someone to care? It's like, psh, you don't. You, you don't, don't try. Don't, don't try. <laughs> like, don't, no, you, don't. you don't try. They, yeah. They'll come when they want to come. They'll, 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 and we'll be, you know, and we'll be, we'll all be there. But, Anywho, oh, yeah. what day? Thursday. Thursday, Jupiter Day. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was also going to say, like, the reasons I have used black, um, white, and green candles is because a lot of my work has been about, like, you know, the come up, sort of, and, like, trying to get, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I don't really, I don't do hexes against people because I, that, that creates a karmic um, connection between you and that person, Ooh. you know, so I'm not really trying to, like, I don't want to be weighed down by that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it that a lot of it has been integral to me. Um, I guess like finding more ac access to different resources and mobility as like a black queer um, person from like rural Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how I've used it in combination with like different skills and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so th Thursday is um, the day for green candles. It's a day for luck and prosperity. You know channel that Jupiter energy, anything you want to do related to money or growth, especially if you want to do any kinds of business growth. Um, I guess you could do it like personal growth stuff also, like if you're trying to break through some kind of um, fear. Um, I do a lot of candle work around that. Like, I'll, And then you got to be ready for when you have to work through it because it'll bring on the shadow period, you know? So you kind of have to be ready. Like if you're saying like, I want to, for instance, I did one on Thursday. It was like, I wanted to work on my fear of, um, I guess, doing well. Because, you know, if you like, yeah. if you're doing okay, your mind can sometimes come up with the worst thing that could derail you. So that's one thing I think I struggle with as a Capricorn moon is like fatalistic kind of thinking, like, you know, or catastrophic, like, oh my God, I'm getting all these followers. Like, oh, shit, something's going to happen. Yeah. When it's kind of like, I have to like kind of remember, like, you know, chill out. Um, and that's kind of one of the ways I use candles is like, you know, I'm trying, I want to be more comfortable with my own growth through um, these, like, um, I guess out into, I guess I want to be more comfortable with widening my circle of comfort. Ooh, sure. that's, I love that thinking of Jupiter too, because I, I also love Jupiter, but I think it gets such a limited definition online, right? Because it's like, it's expansion and 
good <laughs> yeah. things coming, but it's like, but what is that? But expanding whatever it is you're intending, like expanding my openness for success. Cause that, I mean, mm-hmm. we, who doesn't have an inner self saboteur saboteur in there mm-hmm. or like a, what's the word? Uh, imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. And all yeah. That. Exactly. When it, and I also, you're Saturn heavy too. So that's like your, your mind's going to go to restrictive, right? Like that mm-hmm. is instinctual, like, okay, where are the boundaries? Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. Jupiter is like, nah, let's blow those out. Let's like make them bigger. Let's, you know, expand that. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, Saturn yeah, likes those I, clear yeah. goals too. Like those clear goals and t- t- tracks and timelines. So if you hit that follower count, then it's like, shit, I'm now responsible to entertain this more people. Like, how mm-hmm. can I do that? Well, but they're here for a reason. I think also built into the Capricorn moon is like what's next. And we don't always, I think that that's a good intention to set of like the um, capacity to enjoy the fruits of your labor, to not, to not be afraid of what's going to happen or to set your sights on, okay, now while I've achieved this, now I need to be looking to the next thing. It's like, Oh, I did. I, that's an intention. I didn't do it with a, a, a candle magic, but something that I set for myself, I think, I don't remember if it was this last full moon or not. Um, but it was like, oh, I want to like enjoy what I've worked for. Like mm-hmm. enjoy these things because uh, isn't that you the are point? reading my life right now. My <laughs> friends, my closest friends will look at, they'll call me and be like, Keon, can you sit your ass down? And I'm like, but what are you talking about? I'm on the couch. I'm just typing out this stuff. I'm I'm like actually relaxing watching YouTube when it's like they'll be like, yeah, come on. Um, it's I'm gonna need it, to... but it's hard. And I'm that's actually that relaxing. That is yes. absolute, people do not tell you that that's absolutely a skill you need to cultivate, enjoying mm-hmm. and like uh, not not even like oh relax, but I mean truly just like allowing yourself to be. Um, in awe at what you've accomplished or Mm -hmm. celebrate or take the time to be like, Oh, this is really cool. Because I think Mm -hmm. that we have a lot of fear around that. It makes us feel like we're, we're, I think again, especially Capricorn moon, I think that we have a false kind of idea that if we celebrate where we are, it means that we're not able to like keep going Uh. instead of it's like, (laughs) no, we just need, you can't always be like, what are Emotion. you walking? Yeah, it's like yeah. what are you walking up all these fucking hills for if you're not looking at the view at each point? Like, why are you oh, doing that? You're just gonna be by yourself at the top of a mountain, being like, "Oh, well, cool. I guess I'm just stuck here. Like, mm-hmm. here, here I am." But again, it's like that's the thing you have to really work on. People don't tell you that, or we feel like we're supposed to know how to do that, and then we feel like there's something wrong with the goal instead mm-hmm. of being like, "Oh no, we need to be really intentional of saying, oh, let's." take a minute and be present with what we're doing exactly especially because we live in you know the heart of capitalism capitalism. so yeah rest is revolutionary so that is definitely yeah it's the cap trap we've talked about many times on this podcast that because think about capricorn i'm here i'm i think capricorn's my favorite sign this year my sign of the year uh announcements are coming out soon (laughs) for nobody but myself last year was sagittarius uh but like Capricorns, think about Cardinal Earth. How fucking dope is that? It's like, so you have the sturdiness of Earth, but you can actually move forward. But I think they both need to check each other out sometimes, right? Of like, when does Earth sit and settle? And when do we propel ourselves forward? So I just think there's such so much magic in Capricorn. And, and what you're saying of being in the in the cold grips of 
capitalism right now so much online stuff is cap capricorn and maybe it's because it sounds like capitalism like which sucks sure. too like caps they <laughs> oh, have, wow. i don't think i'm sure there's an etymological etym- etymological reason, reason for that. why like, yeah cap, like what cap is and i think it's like capricorns are earth and they love nature and they love um they just like a goal what's so wrong with that mm-hmm. like they're what goats that do the impossible so i'm i'm, I'm all about like de capitalism being capricorns as much as we can well, but, it, but not losing yeah. that boss not but not losing that boss no but it comes from being being in being clear about why you're doing these things if you're just doing them to do them of course there's you're fine and everyone has their own reasons but i think it's like the the capitalism trap of it is thinking that there is the happiness is just the next achievement away mm-hmm. or the next uh, goal or whatever. And well, then once you get to it, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, look, we're Capricorns. We're going to climb whether we want to or not. It's the only direction we know how to go. And right. that's like, that's always where we're going to be looking. So we don't need to be forcing ourselves to do that. We do it. What we, yeah. need, what we need to work on is sitting at that plateau and and being like, oh, cool. Can I can I observe what I have accomplished? What mm-hmm. and do I like what I accomplished? Because I think a lot of times we just are are trying to accomplish things without looking at like, do what do I is. enjoy? Yeah, do I enjoy the results of this? Mm-hmm. I that, it's like a yoga teacher. A yoga teacher told my mom, and like she was going in Shiva, in Savat. What is it called? Shavasana. And she was like, uh, if that's the way you rest, like you'll never, you'll never relax. Like, cause my mom, she's so like rigid, you know, and like, and, and like, she's awesome too. I'm not saying like, you know, she's like a frigid <laughs> bitch or anything, but she's like a stress ball, you know, she'll just sit in Shavasana like this, like with her <laughs> shoulders up around her neck and like, yeah, you're never going to relax if you keep lo- thinking, I have to do this. I have to be stiff as a board. Mm-hmm. It's, that's not <laughs> what it is. It's it's like letting your body go, you know? Mm-hmm. Relaxation contest. Go. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. exactly. <laughs> Y'all, I am so Capricorn. I literally, well, I came home and watched that, um, that what is it, Parasite or something? That yes. show, um, that movie. movie. And then, because I'm I'm a conspiracy theory girl. And then I literally started my podcast like two days after quarantine started. I was like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. What can I do? I need to do something. So I was like, I need to be a practical witch out here. So then, yeah, that's, but at the same time, you know, I, I have to chill out sometimes. Wait, how did Parasite inspire this? I think I missed the connection. There. <laughs> oh, I think it was like just the ur- sense of urgency that I felt. Like, mm. I think Capricorn, I think as a Capricorn, I like, I'm, I'm, I don't like emergencies, but I'm very good at delivering the information that is hard, but also that I feel like we're that's necessary. Oh well, yeah, Saturn, it, it sucks time. when you're yeah, it sucks when you're great in emergencies. Like you know, I know. Then, you, then you're like, this is my strength, but I don't want to wish it on anyone. Well, that but then you also have to kind of like I'm I am similar, but it's like uh, then you're always kind of looking for a crisis right. too because you're like. How do I use these skills that I just have sitting around instead of being like, oh, I just know that I have this, you know, I know I have an emergency kit at all times. But I think also there's something there again, it's it's Saturn, which is literal time. 
And there mm-hmm. is like knowing that there is a finite amount of time, not mm-hmm. you know, time also is a flat circle and what, you know, all of the, it'll, an illusion and it's a bunch of things. But I think to a Capricorn, it's also like, no, it's, it's very real. We measure like uh, mountains are, are like reminders an earth, earth being stripped away and cliffs and all of the, there's all you guys physical you cap, reminders of time. You cap moons. You have to watch Castle Rock. because my dad before he passed had dementia and like obviously thinking of time in that way where you're experiencing it not and obviously it is in the show too (laughs) I didn't just like bring that up out of nowhere but like yeah experiencing time in a different way than other people do it's it's awesome I mean it is terrifying in the show but like it's cool I'll throw, it mm-hmm. on. I'll throw it on the queue. There's nothing but TV time this year. I will say. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true. All right, Friday. Venus. Okay. Hey. Um. So Friday. That's. G-I-S. I don't do a lot of love work, to be honest. I I prefer if I'm in a like a relationship. I prefer to do sweetening work with that person. I don't do like love work to try to get other people. Like I, that's one. That's kind of a thing that. I don't encourage, but you Capri- know, Capricorn's people... like, I'll just get them. I don't need to really like. Exactly. <laughs> it's worked so far. It's worked so far. So hey, hey, but um, Friday, if they work in my is... schedule, it will work. So no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so Friday is ruled by Venus, and that's the great day to do love workings. I always encourage people to do a self love bath or something like that. You know, get you some roses. Ooh. steep up in the water you know get some maybe coconut milk if you can oh. um get some honey and put maybe do a honey face mask or something like that um put on like a you know some good incense mm-hmm. or a nice candle um and just kind of envision the love coming to you um yeah that's those are very powerful um and then um sundays i think i did i do i have i done saturday i think we, i talked about it a little bit talked but, about it but why not why not recap? Yeah, we Saturday is um, Saturn, and um, Saturn's color is black, which actually happens to be my favorite color. Um, black <laughs> also absorbs a lot of energy, so you got to watch out if you're spiritually mm. inclined. Like black, I have. I'm not supposed to wear a lot of black, even though it's one of my favorite colors, um, of course. But um, too black much, is great too for much doing spirits work. coming to you. Like, is it like energy? And it also can trigger depression and anxiety. So yeah. I have to like, I'm a very like water spirit energy person. So I got to watch out. Mm. Um, and so yeah, black candles are great for doing um, banishings of negative energy or banishing or uncrossing. If you feel like you know someone's tried to hex you or something like that. Or you can do the, those for, um, yeah, banishings, uncrossing, reversals. Um, yeah, so those are great for, Saturdays are great for burning the black candles. And then white candles are great for Sunday. And Sundays, I typically dedicate those to like ancestral veneration. So I always tell people to be very specific about the like ancestors that they're calling in. So, you know, say something like I'm, I call upon my like, most benevolent honorable ancestors, ascendant masters and spirit guides to um, 
to give me protection in exchange for this offering of, you know, water and alcohol and da 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 da. Um, <laughs> I'm like, da 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 da, whatever. Um, but yeah, white candles are great for that. And then white candles are just good for if you, if you want to kind of just invite like cleansing, like higher vibration energy into, um, into your home. Cause white is there. a color and I'm not like, you know, I don't like to use like the white black dichotomy. I think we need to like, kind of like dissociate that from, you know, thinking about stuff as good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's just, I feel like to think of it in terms of the actual function of the color, black mm-hmm. absorb energy, white reflects energy. That's the reason people wear white. It's not for quote unquote purity is because it reflects light energy, you know? So, right. um, yeah. So then that's basically it. Yeah. My aunt, who is not a, I mean, she's a spiritual person, but she's not in this realm with us. Like she's, you know, she doesn't practice astrology or anything. She owns a gift shop and she always, my whole life has said, like, when we're slow, I light a white candle and people come. And I think that that's like such a beautiful idea of reflection too, where it's like, I'm putting out this intention for people to come in here and they're reflecting uh, a need to come in here. And I just, I don't know, like, I do think that when you do something like that with intention, whether or not she knows like, Oh, this is a white candle and this is about this or whatever. It's like, yeah. Like my mom always says, like when you take your vitamins in the morning, that's what you're doing. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. on the phone or, uh, in the middle of breakfast or whatever, you sit down and you say, this is going to make me feel better. This is going to like this one that I take vitamin, you know, vitamin D in order to whatever, like take it, think about it, think about what you're doing and make it intentional so that it works. Mm-hmm. So you yes. just, you mentioned like hexes and uh, I feel like curses have come up lately with some like I think this year's felt like a curse for a lot of people but you know I know that that language holds you know meaning and and heavy shit and I feel like witch talk has been all like hexing Donald Trump or what I'm like I'm old um so I don't really know what that means but I guess like if someone is feeling like in a funk right like uh like Mm -hmm. i keep making these plans they keep canceling i keep doing this and like feeling i don't know we all i think go through those waves of like why does everything i try feel like it's not hitting um i don't know like the black and white candles that you just spoke of kind of stand out to me but does anything else ring a bell when i say things like if someone's like really just like things aren't clicking and feeling funky like i'm a client what would what comes up for you i guess in terms Mm -hmm. of candles or maybe something else if like if something's ringing a bell um, I honestly usually tell people that they aren't nine times out of 10, you're not actually being hexed. It's more like, <laughs> okay. well, I, cause that can be a lot of paranoia type of stuff. And I do think the internet sometimes does have a way of, um, you know, exaggerating and embellishing stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, that also does kind of feed into the stereotype about witches that everything is about hexing and stuff when it's right. like, we actually like like plants and protective stuff um, <laughs> you know, so, it's like but we're all crunchy say, hippies um at the exactly. end of the day <laughs> and so i would say to a client to do a birth chart reading on it be honest like see what transits could be affecting mm. whatever's going on and then if there is something go- going on do some um spell work to 
um, combat those conditions that are affecting your ability to like manifest a certain goal or end or outcome. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, let's say, um, like, let's say Saturn's return is keeping me, I'm, in, I, I'm about to be done with it after it moves into Aquarius. Congratulations. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Me too. But, but um, so you know, maybe something with Saturn's return is affecting someone's ability to um, you know, maybe experience a, a flow in life, you know, because they have to learn a certain lesson. So uh, sometimes I tell people, you know, you're not really gonna have flow until you learn this lesson. Mm -hmm. sometimes once you learn a certain lesson, it it changes your outcome and your your vision to be able to perceive greater, you know. So it's like if you're walking around with three blinders on and you need three of those removed to be able to see where you're going, then you had those. You need to think about those blocks that are creating that the blocks that are creating kind of like that inhibitory, I guess, effect. Got it. So it's me is what you would tell the. It's you. It's, you, it's, 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 <laughs> you girl. It's not them. As <laughs> with astrology. Yeah. It's always you. Though, it is real. I will say evil eye is real. You know what I mean? Like I, I typically, I don't really think about evil eye stuff. I just do cleansings and, you know, I just do a prayer of protection um also with my spiritual practice um I, I do like a lot of protective work i have a lot of ancestral backing and spirit guide backing all that kind of stuff so i don't really worry about it to be honest um and i would encourage people not to worry too much about hexes either you know just well do that is that is like the ultimate like you can only i don't know if it's necessarily always you but you are always the only part of the equation that you can control so exactly. there is something to be said for like yes put up protections and be aware that not everybody has good intent or all of these things where it's like yeah be be aware that not everybody is looking out for you or to be trusted or or that sort of thing but it's better it's easier to not it's simpler, I don't know if it's easier always, to to address things from a point of what is the lesson that I need to learn, what are the boundaries that I need to enact, what are the changes that I need to make, because you can't be like, all of the work it would take to be like, who's hexing me, who's doing that, like, where is this coming from, that's like energy that's not, that's not yours to, to work with necessarily. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, people can wish that you kind of lose it yeah. over obsession of like you know to, so it's I think it's just best not to I mean you know if you do really feel like something's going on you might need to go see you know for instance so I would go see my spiritual godparents if I felt like something was really going on but generally you know I don't really have to I just do my own stuff it's psychological even then it's like the you know a cord cutting or something like that because it still is like my attachment to this person or to this energy mm -hmm. or something it's never like i mean not never i'm sure people do do like like you said kind of reciprocal uh i was like what's the opposite of hate for hate like like <laughs> for like like kind of kind of work but that still is i was just thinking when you were saying that of like people wishing you i think there is something of like um, you know, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference or whatever. And, and mm -hmm. wanting someone to be, whether it is positive or negative, but wanting someone to be infatuated with you, wanting someone to think of you all of the time is that form of like, it still is, 
is you, but it's, that's not energy you can work with. That's, exactly. that's like outside projecting yourself outside onto this person that isn't, that that's what they want. They just want your energy. It's not well, like. Also, yeah. it's like the same, you know, fatal flaw or a uh, blessing and a curse or whatever we call it. But it's like, once you start with that, like, I want this person to be obsessed with me or whatever. Once you start with that connection, it's like, yeah, they're going to be obsessed with you. It's yeah. not good. Like, that exactly. you're not going to feel good about that. It's never going to work. I, I told you, I don't do hexes. But one thing people need to kind of, or if, I would say if you're going to do that or love workings, like um, divination is also very important because sometimes people, um, you can try to do a love working on them and it can backfire because you never know what kind of protection other people have up and you oh. it's very important to you know seek some kind of divination from a trusted source if you are going to do that um like I said I don't really do it like I do divination for like money stuff so I'll like pull some cards before I do candle stuff or I'll pull cards to do with like a prescription for myself but yeah that's something you also want to watch out with if you're becoming obsessed with a loved person I don't know I'll tell people to watch out for being obsessed with someone because you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, I agree. Like, I I also, like, um, just this month started, like, pu- putting a card on an altar, mm-hmm. pulling a card and, like, putting it on an altar. And I have a real problem with, I like things to be whole. And, you know, so for me, it's like having that thing outside of the deck is really hard for me. Like, I like everything to be complete. So it's, again, like, it's a nice reminder. That's why you do it. Because mm-hmm. it's you're taking a piece out of the hole and reminding yourself every day, hey, this is what I want. Ooh. This is what I need. I'm just thinking of when you were talking about the divination part of it and all of this, that, again, I... I have never had any trouble kind of reconciling these things, but all magic, whatever it is, it's all to me is so common sense because if you take the magical component out of this, that would be like saying, okay, if you're going to be obsessed with someone who you know is unavailable, you, you can do that. If you know someone is actively in a relationship and not seeking outside partners or something like that like you are welcome to spend all of your energy thinking (laughs) about this person will you get the results you want likely not you're still welcome to or even these you know we get so much you know dating again and and I hold this with such like tenderness and and compassion for all the people that ask about it because love is such a a thing like it we 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 want it and not not in all the same ways but of course i i have no judgment for people that ask about compatibility in this way but i think that something that we talk about a lot is like the there is no replacement for you just liking a person you can get all of this information but if you don't like them who cares if your charts are compatible or who cares if your things are so it does all come down to you it's you and you are the the you're the essential ingredient to any magic, to any, uh, like, pr- again, like, sorry to make that false dichotomy there of common sense versus magic, but I, because I think that they are one and the same. They all require you to be, to be clear with intention, to be clear with desire, and to take action accordingly, and not mm-hmm. to be, don't, don't must, must things up, don't put it out. Don't put it out on someone else being obsessed with you when what you really want is deep 
and abiding love in your life. Well, it's the same to me as death, which I, you know, hasten to bring up, (laughs) but (laughs) it's like, I think, you know, that is a great lesson and unfortunately Mm -hmm. a hard one, but when someone dies, you have to experience it yourself. You can't, Mm -hmm. you know that you can't say, well, we always say what they would have wanted or what, whatever, all that stuff. But it's like, that's your experience of what they would have wanted. It has nothing to do with the person who's died, right? Like, and it it is a hard lesson and it's very difficult when you're going through it or people, you know, whatever we've all experienced. But I think it's a good reminder that that is, you can't, there is no compatibility. If you don't want to be a part of a relationship, there's no, that, that isn't, part of it you have Mm -hmm. to be you have to be invested you have to be a part of it Mm -hmm. there's no just solution there's no magic person as a magic chart combination that's just it's like yep here it is that's the lucky winner of your love I guess and same thing like we talked about before with manifesting right which I think can get you know is it privilege is it manifesting what's manifesting but I think too at least for me when I manifest I always have this sign up that's like you know, some something along the lines of like, am I good for the highest good? Because a lot of the stuff that we might mm-hmm. want might mm-hmm. not be best for right. us too. So right. that's going to yeah. also shape out and why it's it's probably good to, if you're interested in this stuff to try and start and practice because the stuff that is working for you, you'll keep going. And then the stuff that's like, well, why am I not hitting this manifesting it, goal? It's like, well, maybe it, it's not for it me right now. Feel bad. It makes you feel better too that it's like, a cheat code that it's like if mm-hmm. it didn't work the thing you wanted that means it wasn't your highest good that's like your reminder that just sometimes things don't work the way you want them to and it's mm-hmm. a nice way to like remind yourself oh okay mm-hmm. that wasn't that wasn't for me the word manifest doesn't mean like appear i mean i guess maybe it does literally mean like appear but it means to like make make real and I think mm-hmm. that we we put manifest into something of like, oh, this was a fortunate thing that happened. I manifested that as opposed to what it actually is when it's I did intentional work with a specific thing in mind and it came to fruition. So it mm-hmm. is, again, that thing of like, oh, no, this is my goal. It's the same thing like you manifested a certain grade on a test it's not because you wished a thing. It's you manifested an A on a test because you studied for the test. Mm-hmm. That's not you could use manifest in that in that I think in that scenario mm-hmm. because it is the same thing as lighting a candle with an intention to do a thing and then fa- seeing that opportunity and taking it or whatever whatever it is. I'm, but it's, I'm so mad that the colonizers the colonizers took uh, manifest, manifest destiny. destiny from us. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I did Google manifest and um, the adjective version means clear or obvious to the eye or mind, which yes. is so like, oh. that's so mm. real. It just means it's real. Not, that's not all. the verb of doing it, but the adjective. Yes. Hell yeah. Well. Mind's eye, baby. Should we, I mean, I could talk, I could truly, we'll, Keon, you're going to have to come back on pod. We have like, didn't even even scratch the surface, uh, but we hit on so much good stuff. And uh, obviously we'll have links for Keon, 
follow, get a tarot read, get all the things. Like, what are you doing? Like, get ahead. But oh, we're yeah. going to play a game before we go. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you're familiar with Mary Fuck Kill. MFK. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to play two rounds. Each round is someone or celebrity people with your sun moon combination or your sun rising. So we're first round will be some Capricorn sun, Capricorn moons. And this round is a bit of a diva round. Um, Hell yeah. Okay. I'm excited for this. And also knowing that you also go by Keonce, there's someone fun in here in the mix. But we're going to play with Annie Lennox. Okay. Donna Summer. Okay. And Tina Knowles, the the mother. <clears throat> okay. I know. I was excited to see she was Caps on Cap Moon. I was like, wow. That makes sense. So this is Diva Round, Annie Lennox, Donna Summer, Tina Knowles, Capricorn Sun, Capricorn Moons, MFK. Um, I would marry Tina. Okay. Yeah, Tina I mean... Knowles. And then I would um, fuck Donna Summers. Uh, I'm not, I guess, hyper-powered. Like, yeah, sorry. This women. is like a very like femme round, yeah. you know? So we're like, this is like, we can fuck their energy too. Yeah, like, exactly. right? Like, it's and like, I, I just kill. like the, this vibe. Yeah, and I would kill Annie Lennox because I um, am not super familiar with her. I mean, that, okay. that's sometimes Fair how enough. the cookie crumbles, right? Where it's like, <laughs> it's like, I just don't know you. So you got to. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know her. So, you know. <laughs> Fair. Fair I, think, I think I have to marry Donna Summer. I'm not even sure why, but I just feel pulled to that. Um, okay. And then I guess I am going to fuck Annie Lennox because. Um, <laughs> energetically i feel connected to three of her songs so i guess i have to that's a lot uh, and yeah. then I'm, I'm sorry tina i know yeah this you is better okay. look out the beehive is gonna come i know for you. beehive do not come for us i don't say anything about beyonce only <laughs> tina i just have to i don't know why i don't know her yeah, I, just, I, I know Beyonce. If it was Beyonce, it would be a different game. If it was Beyonce, also, I would be marrying it, her, but I can't marry her mom. <laughs> I don't know her. Don't come after her, Beyonce, please. As a Beyonce <laughs> member, I say let's settle down. Also, it's a game. It's a game, and uh, and also this is a hard round. These are some three iconic. These if, these are three icons to me. And if anyone would understand the necessity <laughs> to be killed in this game, it's a cat moon cap sun. Okay. They understand yeah. that this is a dog eat dog world and it needs, <laughs> it needs to be done. All right. Get that's over it. that is the rules of the game. If it was Beyonce, <laughs> it would be a different thing. But I don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about Tina. I know oh. nothing. Okay. I'm God. Stevie, do you have your answer? I think I think I do. Um, and this is really hard. I really want to get more into the Eurythmics. This this was like a 2020 goal that I didn't do. So if any Annie Lennox fans can help me, I'd like to fuck Annie Lennox. I just feel like she'd have good stories. Um, I'd like to spend like a rainy Paris afternoon just slamming clams with Annie Lennox. And then <laughs> I would marry I, I would marry Donna because I think she's queen. Like Donna is queen. And I love Tina Knowles. I kind of wish I could also fuck her and just I want I'm I'm part of me is like I want the gossip, but I don't think she would tell me. So that's the hard part about Tina. Like no. I don't think Tina would tell me the gossip that I'm looking for because that cap that cap is staying trapped and is not letting it out. And 
Tina Knowles, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just kill by default. I don't even want to, but this is where we're landed. That's where it is. Yeah. I think, okay, this was hard. This was really hard. Um, again, I think we've all expressed that sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> I am going, I'm going to fuck Tina. Okay. Um, okay. Because I also think she's hot. She deserves be it, and she need like I think that we could like have fun. Um, mogul, you know, she's a yeah, mogul. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what exactly what that entails. I haven't like created a scenario yet in my head of like what our what our situation looks like. But I'm gonna fuck Tina. I'm gonna marry Annie Lennox. Um, I I am a fan and. I don't know. I just think I, yeah, that's, that's just what my heart, I got to go with my heart on this one. And that unfortunately means I am going to kill Donna Summer. I apologize. I'm not happy about it. Um, I didn't think that this is where we were going to be. Wow. Uh, and yet here we are. Say la vie. Yeah. Um, last, last dance. It's the last way. Chance. <laughs> it's the way the cookie crumbles. And also we couldn't. I will ki- remember her. I will remember her fondly and I will celebrate her legacy and work. Uh it, like that to me, that's the trade-off where I'm like, don't worry, girl, I will not I will not let you down or forget you will not die in vain. I will make sure it's it's cool. Honestly, I sure think I picked to marry her because I went to a Madonna summer themed rave oh. and at a great time oh yeah <laughs> i think that has nothing to do hey, the with heart, her but it was very fun the heart wants what it wants disco's you know? back baby and we're in a new era I like so much disco was played yesterday some other cap sun cat moons which we played this round before with jessica lignano uh is, is joey zoe deschanel and james earl jones as those triple caps that we've talked about in the past Greta Thunberg, climate activist, Tyrese Gibson, hottie, uh, Dave Matthews, dumped a bunch of shit in the uh, Chicago River, uh, and then AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I went to his yeah. house. Really? He has a he has AJ's two, house? Yeah. He has, oh, right. He has two good MTV cribs that are on YouTube. Of his AJ house Ma- is cool. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, my God. This one's kind of difficult. Cap Sun, Aqua Rising. You know, let's let's hear it mm. for the let's hear it for the boys on sure. this round. Um, also, uh, could uh, I, I don't know. I'll just put this person in and we'll discuss. But David Bowie, Orlando okay. Bloom, and uh, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Okay, so this is our next round. This is the next round. Caps, Caps on Aqua Caps Rising on people. Aqua Rising. David Bowie, Orlando Bloom, Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Already deceased, which we actually Donna Summer already deceased. Who are we going? Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom, David Bowie, also deceased, and Mac Miller. Mac Miller. So I mean, don't feel bad about killing anybody, honestly, in this round because yeah, yeah, it's a this one's a free this one's a big free for all. I will say. Last one, I was like, I don't know, but this is like this This could really go many ways. This is very easy for me. Do we know? If I I think so too. I'm fucking Mac Miller. I'm marrying Bowie. I'm same. No bloom. Really? No no problem. No questions. Wow. My my boyfriend. I'm taking my eye masks off, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. My boyfriend has a stand-up joke about Mac Miller. I think he'd be happy for me to fuck him. Okay. And (laughs) then obviously, like. I even problematic as it is, David Bowie as an option, I'm taking it. 
Yeah. yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, I didn't feel that initial three way. I mean, I'm, uh, Keon, do you have your, do you have your answer? Yeah, I think so. So I guess I would marry Orlando Bloom, mm-hmm. uh, David Bowie, and then kill Mac Miller. Ah. Uh, Although okay. he's a great artist and stuff. I just, yeah. I think. Or look, he's already. Mm, shit. Yeah. He's already. He's, yeah, already, he's already, already gone. When did he not too, it's not too Like, soon. kind of recent. Uh, two years no, ago. Two years. Two years ago. It's not too soon. Okay, also, good. truly beloved. I felt like, because I didn't really know much about Mac Miller. And then I feel like post Humus was like, everyone coming out and be like, he's so nice. And like, everyone loved him. But. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit in this game because I'm gonna do whatever I need to do. <laughs> I, <took it. laughs> I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go same combo. I think Orlando Bloom is technically the hottest to me of them all, so I'll I'll mm-hmm. wife that up. Even though he's married to Katy Perry, which we can whatever we can talk about it. He is. I didn't know that. Yeah, and there's that picture of him kayaking with his dick out, uh, oh. and you can see his blooming onion. Let me just. Did put you it. wait? Blooming onion. Did you know that Colin Jost is with? that's crazy yeah that's crazy there's some combos out there that you're like really yeah orlando bloom and Katy perry just had a baby there's a picture of him naked google naked orlando bloom kayak i'm not i'm actually not going to the pose is very (laughs) (laughs) it's a stand-up paddleboard Katy perry city on the front cross-legged he's on his knees with his dick out with a baseball hat anyways i'll marry him because i liked what i saw and then i'll probably fuck david bowie but i don't even i mean that's gonna be there'll be drugs and stuff. I'm I'm like really picturing like the era like old like back mm-hmm. in the day when the, when there's some questionable things happening. And I'll probably kill Mac Miller just because I don't know. Man, it's just where again, sure. Sometimes I've said before, cookies crumble this way and um he seems like a nice guy, but I don't feel any I don't feel marriage or fuckable material. Some other mm-hmm. caps sons, aqua risings we had are Megan Trainer, Holly Madison, Regina King, and Janice Joplin. Oh, those okay, are fun fair. ones. They are fun yeah. ones. Very um I mean these cap cap surprise you, I will say. Like who is it like I think that's the biggest thing for Capricorns where I'm like, you're a Capricorn, huh? And I think there's so many different traits of Capricorn that I can't always pin down that it's like I feel like it's a surprise guess usually a lot of the time where it's like I I'm a cap. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Thank you so yes. so much for coming on. This, like we said, we truly could talk to you for ever. So we will absolutely have to have you back. Um, besides God. all of the links, obviously that we will post your Instagram at Millennial Soul Food. Are you the same on Twitter, or are you on Twitter? I'm I'm on. Um, tw- I don't use Twitter as much, but okay. I'm um, Beyonce on Twitter. K E Y underscore O N underscore ce is from college like a long time ago. <laughs> no, no need to no need to defend yourself love a no, college uh, handle we, yeah we we all know um is yeah there and then, else yeah that we want people again we're going to post all the links and everything away. Is there plug um yeah check check out my patreon i post like mini courses there if you're looking to like dive deep into the rabbit hole you can definitely dive deep into that content that is millennial soul food and it, and my website is millennialsoulfood.biz, B-I-Z. Yeah. And um, listen to my podcast. The um, I'm coming out with a second season, sort of, um, in a week or so. And, yeah, those are my plugs. The, you can find that, that podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Um, and then otherwise, oh, it's called MSF Podcast. Love it. Also, yeah, so, for, yeah. for Millennial Soul Food, I love, like, all of your – 
being a sociologist, all of your history and all of these. Um, if you want to hear a funny, smart version of what we do over here, listen to Keon because the oh. just, a, just a genius. Like, Well, I just love the historical, like, I don't know. There's just like a lot of cool stuff that you cover that's just, I haven't seen anywhere else too. So I'm just, just spreading love and yes. like, just, you got to add it, add it to your pod queue, y'all like get, get smart. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Get smart. Get supporting Keon. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. This was so much fun. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your